It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday's edition, the final show of the week of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. No show on Friday or Monday, folks, due to the 4th of July holiday. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dottino with you. The phone number for the callers is 973-667-1960. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter. I apologize for the late start. I was over at the facility today uh, doing some prep work for the season, hit some Bad traffic on the way home, which is why we started a little bit late. I apologize for that. Mr. Dettino, Mr. Fiegels, good afternoon. How are you gentlemen doing? Hello, hello. Hey, we haven't melted yet, so that's a win. Well, yeah, and I think the rain rain did cool down a little bit last night, which I think was a good thing, right? Yeah, I guess. It's still pretty hot. I was, uh, I know you're going to feel bad for me, but I was playing golf yesterday in Sean O'Hara's golf tournament. Oh, was that um, yesterday? Yeah, and it was very hot, as you can imagine. Uh, ridiculous. And ran into our buddy Dave from Cranford again. That, that's usually where I, I, I see him. And uh, he said to say hello to the show, but it was a good day and a great cause, a good tournament. Sean puts on a great great event out there for cystic fibrosis. I, I and, wish uh, I, I usually try to make an appearance over there. I didn't know it was yesterday. I would have went by. Yeah, well, you would have, you know, it, you would have sweated. It was very, very hot, yeah. but we made it through. Luckily, there was a breeze, if, if there's anything, and uh, wa- lots of water. But good, man. Hey, July 1st, boys. Can you believe it? Wow. I know. <laughs> it is training scare. camp month. Yeah, we're getting there. We, we are getting there, folks. And yesterday, for the folks that listened, um, we did our first session of our over-unders with Lance and I. We set the numbers, and good. me and Lance selected our over and under. So now Paul and Jeff. We'll have a chance to do out theirs today. Are you guys... Okay, so just some rules before we start. We decided that we're going to do these as though assuming these guys are going to play a 17-game season. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to try to predict that Daniel Jones is going to miss four games. Right. Or Sterling Shepard's going to miss three or four games. Or, you know, Evan Ingram or whatever. So we're predicting as though we think these guys are going to play 17 because we didn't think there was necessarily a better way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how we're going to proceed. Do you guys have okay. any questions before we begin? Questions? Nope. No. No. Uh, no. I, I think one thing, though, is that we're going to get an extra game in there, so some of these numbers are going to have to yes. be inflated for one game. That was, so. a, that was a big thing that Lance and I went through yesterday in, in coming up with these numbers. So It's an issue. It is. It makes things a little bit more interesting. All right. Are you guys ready to go? Okay. Hold on. I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Kind of funny, you know. So you it's, probably it's, cheated it's, and looked at these things already, Fiegels. No, I, I did not. I, I didn't. I did. didn't give him any of the numbers. Yeah. How, well, okay. Wait a second, Tatino. Where did that come from? Well, wow. look, I, I know. I know during him. the season and over under, you always study and you do your prep work, and uh, I do things uh, on the gut gut well, reaction. This is this is this. You got to prep on this one. This is you know. So, anyways, let's just go, John. We won't cut Paul off again. You all right? It's okay. Go okay. ahead. You guys ready to go? Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready. I I was just insulted by cheating. The the accusations are crazy. He he was accusing you of preparation, not cheating. I know. I don't know know how that's bad. Thank you, John, for clarifying that for me. Thank you. Okay. All right. Then I'm not. No, I have prepared then. Yeah, I cheated. (laughs) I did prepare a little bit for this. So let's go. Good. Come on, Schmelk. And I haven't looked at one of these items yet. So go ahead. All right. 
Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Let's start with Daniel Jones. So now the way we did this is that we decided to do passing yards per game for him, but I can quickly do the math if you want to do it for the season. So we put the over-under on Daniel Jones for passing yards per game at 240, which would put him at 4,080 yards for the season. Okay. Okay. And again, uh, we're assuming 17 games here, which is why the numbers are a lot higher than they were the last couple of seasons. Well, I mean, if you look at 2019, just going back, and mm-hmm. he had a that season, he averaged 232 a game, yep, which gave him 3,900 plus. Um, add one other game in there, plus that, it's going to be close, right? So that's how we came up with the number, Jeff. The 4,000. <laughs> what was it, John? I'm 4, sorry. 4,080. 4,080 or 240 passing yards per yeah. game. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over here. I feel like the additions of the weapons he got with uh, Tony and Rudolph and Cal- Galloway and those guys. And the one thing that will hurt him, I feel, is that if Daniel Jones begins to be a runner, I mean, he did have 400-something yards rushing last year and could, you know, knock a little of those passing yards down. But I'm going to go over. Paulie Dots? Yeah, I'm going over as well. Uh, I think that the Giants, especially early on in the season – may not be able to use Barkley as much as they want to. Uh, I don't know exactly what Booker is going to be able to do in the running game. So with that doubt, I'm going to suggest that they throw it a little bit more, even if it's dump downs and check downs and guys coming out of the backfield. So I think the passing numbers will, will kind of accelerate a lot quicker than the running numbers will out of the box. And I think that will give him a leg up on eclipsing the number that you have suggested. That's interesting. I thought maybe we had went a little bit high on this one, to be honest with you. Lance selected over on this number as well. I went under on the number. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's interesting. Just for just so we had have a idea. Last year, if you take a look at the passing leaders in the NFL, right? And 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 you take a look at it, there were twelve quarterbacks that finished with more than four thousand yards. All right, and 16 quarterbacks that finish at more than 3,800. So if he averages 240, that comes out to around 3,850 last year, which means he would have been in the top 14 in the NFL in terms of passing yards per game. So that's kind of where we set that number. I think he's going to be – it's funny. I said to Lance, if we made it 4,000 flat, I might have went over. Since it was 4,080, I decided to go under. So, all right, so we got three overs and one under there. All right, we went go to completion percentage next. Lance and I thought this would take a tick up because of the additions of Kyle Rudolph and the addition of Kenny Galladay making a lot of contested catches. So we put it at 64% flat for him, 64%. Mm-hmm. Over or under completion percentage? Go ahead, Paul. Well, I- I'm going to go over based on what I had just said for your opening question. I do think there'll be a lot of uh, quick game and short passing game early on in the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if his completion percentage, at least through the first month or so of the season, is up around 70. Honestly, I, I don't think that's a reach. Uh, and then whatever happens. Now, just happens, keep in mind, there were three quarterbacks in the NFL that completed 70% of their passes last year. That's I'm suggesting it. for a month or so. I'm not saying for the season. I got you. It's not going to be there for the season. But for the first month or so, I think it'll be inflated and it'll be a lot higher than people might expect, and then it will it will certainly come down as the year progresses. But I will say over. Okay. Jeff? 
Um, I'm going to go under just because of his, you know, and, and listen, I think that it's a good number. I think it'll be close. Now, last um, year he was at 63.1, I believe, right off the top of my head? I had 62.5. Right yeah. yeah, it was right around for my number, but and that was higher than the 2000. Oh, yeah, you're right, Jeff. He was 61.9 his rookie year, 62.5 last year. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're okay, right. so, you know, between the 20 number and the over-under number, it's pretty darn close. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just tick a little bit below that. I think it will be close. And my only reason for going under is that I feel like it may take him a little while to get this offense together with his new guys. You know, the three new guys, which would be Kyle Rudolph and uh, Tony and also Galladay. Just you know, maybe off just a little bit. You know, so. But hey, listen, I I want him to be over. <laughs> I have That's for sure. I have this over too, and my argument was that. I think you're going to get a lot of short, easy completions to Kadarius Tony. I think you're going to get a lot of short, easy completions to Barkley. And I think that will inflate the completion percentage number. So That's Lance, a good point. Lance yep. and Jeff were both under. Paul and I were both over, which were split two and two on the first two numbers, which tells me we're doing a good job you here. You know, John, the, the other item here that none of us have mentioned so far, I expect fewer drops this year. Uh, well, yeah, 100%. Well, I, I mentioned that with uh, with uh, Rudolph and Galladay, right, with their sure. with their catch radius and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, I agree 100%. I'm with you on that too, Paul. Mm-hmm. All right, touchdowns, 29 and a half. Lance and I both went under. I waffled. I had it over at first, and then I changed to under. I thought he'd come in at around 28 or 29. I didn't think he'd get the 30, but that's where I landed. I think it'll be close. 29 and a half touchdown. This is just touchdown passes, not touchdown rushes, just passes. Mr. Fiegels, why don't you leave us off on this one? I think this is too high. Um, I, 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 Again, I want him to, to achieve this goal, but for discussionary purposes, I just feel like you know going 24 in 2019, yeah, obviously last year was kind of not a great year, but um, – I just feel like this is too – I think my number would be 25, 26, so I'm going to go under. Okay. How about you, Paul? Yeah, well, you know, John, I do think that they ultimately would like to be more of a physical, pounding, power, punch-you-in-the-nose running team down inside the red zone. Uh, I'd like to believe that. I think that's the way they're going with this offensive line. I think that's the way they want to coach them. I think that's the way they want them to execute. And God knows I don't want to see any more empty backfields once they get first down inside the five. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to exert my influence and tell you that they're going to run it in a whole lot more than they're going to throw it in, so I will go under. Okay, so all four of us went under on this one. Interesting. So maybe we did make that a little bit too high. Okay, but I think it'll be close, to be honest with you. And I wonder, too, you know, early in the year with Barkley. Anyway, we'll see. All right. Um, Can I just say real quick? So the, um, the number that I came up with, from my calculations from like when we went through this and we were doing the receivers, the running backs and the tight ends. If I throw all of those touchdowns that I'm predicting these guys are going to get under mine, I came in right around 22. So for me, there's going to be some more in there, hopefully, okay. but it's still that's seven, almost eight more than I'm coming up with my numbers to, for the over under number at 29 and a half. That's why I went under that number. I think he's going to come around, come in around 27, 28. And just to give people yeah. an idea, and I mentioned that yesterday's show too, but you guys, so you can have some context as well. If you look at the touchdown leaders for quarterbacks last year, there were only 10 quarterbacks in the league that finished with over 30 touchdown passes. Okay. And frankly, only 10 quarterbacks in the league that finished with over 28 touchdown passes. So just something to keep in mind where it's not as easy as people think to hit that. 30 touchdown mark. Right. All right. 
Let's jump. Can someone please move their cell phone away from the microphone, please? We're getting a lot of feedback. Thank you. Um, let's go to interceptions. Lance and I decide to put this number at 11 and a half. 11 <laughs> and a half. Daniel Jones last year at 10 interceptions. That was just in 14 games. So if you bump that to 17, that's why I bumped it up a little bit to 11 and a half. Mr. Dettino, why don't we go with you first? Well, I will tell you that three of the interceptions that he suffered last year or that the Giants wound up giving up last year were deflected off a certain person's hands. Well, right, but that happens every year to quarterbacks. It does happen. That. It does happen. I'd like to believe that that won't happen this year, so I'm inclined to go under. Hmm. Shocking. <laughs> um, my number here was 13, that I came up with my own number before getting the over and under numbers. So We had this at 12, by the way, and then we bumped it down to 11 and a half. So... Well, I, I feel like we talked a little bit more about the passing game, and I think it's going to be a little bit more prolific, if I want to use a word. And mm -hmm. I think that if that, in that case, there will be – I feel like Daniel Jones has to – we want him to, to throw the ball a little bit. We know he's pretty accurate, right? But I think that with Galladay, and there's going to be some risk-taking here, and I think that sometimes this is not going to work out. So that might be a couple more interceptions on the season – and I'm going to go – that's why I'm going to go above this, maybe by two, you know, because my number was 13. So no, I'm going to go over. And, Jeff, you know, by the way, Lance and I both went over two, and our argument was if you're going to try to get some contested catches with Gallaty and Rudolph, you're probably going to have right. some deflected passes up that's in the right. air with that, which could turn into interceptions. See, yep. I totally go in the other way on that because I think that both of those guys have shown such a high proficiency for making those catches. In fact, when you look at their numbers, they're not – usually among the drop leaders, which means they're not losing the contested catches no, but, no, but again, but to, Paul, those, to deflections. No, but those wouldn't count as drops, though. No, no. Finish the sentence. I said that you, they're not going to lose those contested catches to deflections. Yeah, but even the best. Deflections each... are drops. No, they're not. Oh, sure they are. No, well, no, and how can no, it be a drop? No, Paul, if, if, for, for, no, Paul for my me, point is for that me, if, when a pass goes to Evan Ingram and he deflects the ball up and it gets picked, that goes down as a drop no, for Ingram. Well, no, 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 no Paul, we're not no, talking no, about what, the receiver deflecting it. What happens if the defender it? jumps in front of Galladay on a contested catch and knocks the ball up in the air? Oh, uh, fine. That, that's, that's a pick. Absolutely. <laughs> But I see. I believe that the Giants have done a poor job with a lot of drops and with a lot of deflections by their skill positions. Right, right, right. Which but has that's resulted what, in some more picks. Right, but that's not what Jeff and I are talking about. Jeff and I are talking about Jones this year is probably going to be throw the ball into traffic a little bit more mm -hmm. because right. he trusts guys like Gallaudet and Rudolph to make those plays. And I think that's justifiable because those guys can make those plays okay. at a high level. That's fine, but when you throw the ball into traffic more weird things tend to happen they and can. you risk interceptions. More. They that, can. That's the only point we're trying to make. Un unless your guys are so good at getting it that they don't let those things happen. Right, but even the best contested catches guys only it can, can only make 50% of their contested it catches. Can, it, can, it can happen. I understand. That's all we're saying. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> all right. Let's go to fumbles. Lance and I decided to match it. We put fumbles at 11 and a half for Daniel Jones. I went under. Lance went over. Can you just? I I did not look up this number. Yes, uh, what was I have it them years for you. before? Yes, no problem. Uh, I got it right in front of me here. I purposely brought it up. Last year, we're not talking fumbles lost. We're talking fumbles because he can't control what balls are recovered. Right. right. So Correct. he had as a rookie, he had 18 fumbles, and that oh, was goodness. in 12 games. <laughs> as a second year player, he had only 11 fumbles in 14 games. So the number got a lot better. Jeff. Or do you want to 
Think about this and let Paul. No, go I, I could I could see this. I, I feel like it. It got better because I think. Remember last year, we all we talked about in the off season was about how he was going to protect the football. He got stronger. His base was a little bit uh, more stable, and this and that. I know that um, it's still always going to be a point of emphasis for Daniel Jones to protect the football, um, and so I think he gets better with this. Um, and I'm going to go under. I'm and thank God. He hopefully he does. Um, but I just feel that way that he's going to work on it. Um, hopefully the offensive line will give him better protection where he's not getting some of those, you know, those cheap fumbles where the guys come and hit him in the back and he fumbles it. It's really, unfortunately, that's a fumble on him, but it's really not his fault. Okay. Paul? I'm going with nine fumbles, so that would mean under, wouldn't it? Yes. yes so your your math is spectacular. I thought it's it was. It's outstanding, yes. Dottino. Uh, I did take uh, uh, math in high school, so yes. Okay. <laughs> so now we are going to go. We only have a couple more left for Daniel. Let's go to quarterback rating, okay? Uh, so last year, Daniel Jones finished with a quarterback rating of, sorry, I've moved off the page, 80.4. The year before, he was at 87.7. We put his over-under at 92.5 for Woo! this year. Now, here's the reason we put it at 92.5, Jeff. Originally, we were going to do it lower. Then I looked at the numbers. Do you know how many quarterbacks last year finished with a quarterback rating of 93 or higher? Hence well, we why clarify? the quarterback rating is a bunch of garbage. It's <laughs> a horrible stat. Well, what it, I think a lot of people are probably, and I, I would like to have this explained a little bit for not only myself but maybe others. Don't ask me how it's calculated. But what is the top number? I, I think so many people take a percentage and look at it as 100%. Okay. I, will, I, I will give you some context here. Matt, there were 21 quarterbacks that finished with a quarterback rating last year of 93 or higher. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It's 21. 20. It's, it, okay. 10, it's a joke category. 10 finished with over 100. Yeah, it, okay. means, it means nothing. It's such a joke category. Ugh. Lance ahead, and I both picked over on this. I'll, I'll just say over for the hell of it. I mean, because so many people are over, and I do think he's in the top half of quarterbacks in the league. And you have over half of your starters, you know, eclipsing the number. So by default, I'm going to pick over, but I don't think it means a hill of beans. Yeah. Wow. What was the number over 92%? Over 93 quarterback rating, 21 yeah. quarterbacks. 21 out of yeah. 32. Yeah. Okay, so – we're hoping he's going to have a good year. So I'll go over with you. Yeah, okay. so that's all a big... four of us went over on. That. Okay, all right, that's 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 good. I, right. I think of all the of all the categories, this one's probably this is one the biggest crapshoot of them. That's I think. fine. <laughs> all right, so last one, last one for Jones. Okay. Rushing yards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Last year, Jones finished with four hundred and twenty-three in fourteen games. The year before, in twelve games, it was thirteen, but he only played in a full game in twelve. He rushed for 279. so And 80 of them came on one play for last year. Correct. And right? again, we're assuming that he's playing 17 games instead of 14. Uh, so Lance and I decided to put his over-under number almost identical to last season's at 425. Okay. I'll, I will go over that. I will go over. Now, I know Paul wants us to be under, but what does he think it's going to be? <laughs> he's got more weapons than he had in the past, so it'll be under. Okay, Lance and I both picked under two, and it's because of the point that Jeff made that how often does a quarterback have a long run, like the 80-yard run mm -hmm. that he had last year? Oh, so that I think, works too. And he also had, what, a 50-yard run too, right? I think mm -hmm. his touchdown run was around mm -hmm. 40, 50 yards. You know, his longest run this year will probably be 20, 30 yards. 
you know, just based on if you look at quarterback rushing, that usually guys don't run for that many yards and that people are more aware of it now. So I think that'll drag his number down just a little bit. 973-667-1960, 973-667-1960. Limited Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Before we get to Barkley, guys, we have a caller on the line. Why don't we squeeze him in? Sure. Caller, you're on the line. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, gentlemen, it's Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Maine. How hey, you Charlie. Doing? What's up? Hi. Hey, um, I'm not going to even get into the Daniel Jones discussion, but hey, are you guys going to at, at some point just go over under how many wins we're going to have? Because I think that's probably the most important. We are we, we, we are going to do overall team rankings and record and okay. points and stuff like that. We don't predict yeah. exact records here. But we will oh, okay. we will do that in because we have two weeks now between the end of training camp and the start of the regular okay. season. So that'll be something yeah. we'll do during that two week period where there's going to be not a ton going on. All right, because the you know I mean the way you're uh, figuring out Daniel Jones, you know, and he's going to improve, 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 improve. It's it sounds like to me you guys think we're going to go like ten wins, nine wins, eleven wins, or something. But that's for another day. Hey, but Jeff. Hey, the NFL Network had Giants on all weekend, and I watched the game, the playoff game against Dallas, and it was the last two minutes, and you punted the ball back to them, and you were disgusted at the punt. So, because they ended up having the ball like on the 50-yard line or something. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering, were you trying to kick it out of bounds? Or were you trying to, like, boom a 60-yard or just to pin them back? What were you trying to do there? I was trying to get a, a good kick, you know, not so much out of bounds, but because when you're backed yeah. up, you're going you're gonna to want to get a little bit more distance, right? Yeah, um, yeah Especially yeah. nowadays because these field goal kickers can kick 60-yard field goals now. You know, back right. in the day when 55 was really long, you know. So, right. But I just didn't get the direction and the kick. There's three elements to a punt, real quickly, right? Hang time, yeah, distance, yeah. and location. And if you can yeah. get two of the three every time, you're in good shape, okay? But I think I only yeah. got one that time, you know, maybe some hang time, but not no distance, no direction. And that's how yeah, I, yeah. like, when we talk about grading, uh, that was a grading yeah. system that Tom Quinn and I came up with, you know, and if I can on each punt. And those are the operation times, yeah. and then you get some other things. So you want to hit a trifecta every time. You want to get all three of those. That's a good one. I like that. Hey, um, hey, did you buy um, – um, um, was it McQuarters uh, who intercepted the ball? Did you buy him the uh, dinner or something? Kind of saved everything. <laughs> no, but I'm sure someone else did. And by the way, that <laughs> and by the way, just for not for nothing, that interception RW. that interception was big. It was like what was it, fourth and twenty on that play or something no, like that? No, fourth and eleven. No, I thought it was 11. more than fourth and eleven. No, wasn't it like I thought it was more than that? Because I thought but it was Romo fourth got down. It was a desperation throw. Yeah, the bottom line is that it was the plays before that play that put Dallas in that fourth and long situation that set that up. It wasn't right. just the McQuarters right. play, you know. He still had to finish the play. Yeah. No, I know. No, yeah. no, that ball, no, but by the way, he didn't have to finish it. He had to. He did knock it down. No, he didn't have to true. pick it off. Yes, yes. Charlie, I'll 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 uh, let you know about this um not many people know that when we got to that stadium that day okay so yeah. they were they were the cowboys were so presumptuous that they were going to go to the nfc championship game that they were going to beat us in their own stadium that day that jerry jones had the nfc championship tickets printed up and put on the players stools in the locker room 
<laughs> and we yeah, found but you out know about what, Jeff. Here's the problem with that. <laughs> I, I look, we've we've heard that story a, a lot. Yeah. But here's the issue. I and I know Tom told you guys this earlier in the day when when he found out. Mm-hmm. My question is, who told Tom? That's the key. I need to know who was in charge of this spy mission that found this out and got word to Copland so that he could get you guys souped up about it. Listen, you know how things, it's, you know, you know how word travels. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think it also, I think mo- motivational ploy might also be a, might also be a little part of that too, which I think is Paul's point. I think you're right. Yeah. Now, I think I didn't see it. I was told uh, we're so. pretty braggosis. They were probably telling everybody, hey, we got yeah. tickets already. You know what, <laughs> Charlie? You're probably right because that's how it works from top to bottom with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, remember, they were 13-3 and three that year, right, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Dallas? And they, I think they beat the Giants twice already that year, twice. right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And then what they I remember did. about that game is that Marion Barber, they ran him into the ground in the first half. He had a great half. I think he ran for almost 150 yards in that first half, right? Then he came out in the second half. He had nothing left in the tank, and it was just terrible game management. And then the Giants' defense stiffened up. They held a very good Cowboys offense to not a lot of points in that game, which is kind of what they did your entire playoff run, right? You guys faced yeah. a lot of great offenses, and you held them down. And they, they they won the way that Giants team won games with defense and timely big plays on offense. In Dallas dropping a lot of balls because they dropped some touchdowns. That yeah, was no, thank that, God for that. That was the Patrick Creighton drop mm-hmm. on a big third yeah. down in that game, if I'm right. Yep. Two of Gee, them. what a Two shame. Them, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well. <laughs> okay, Jeff, finish what you were gonna say. So then how did that motivate you guys? Well, it's just it's just to be to see how cocky they were. Like, okay, seriously? Yeah. All right, you know, I mean yeah. and and luckily we were on all we were hitting on everything at that point in time. You know, we came out yeah. that Atlanta game and it was just like, okay. It's this is Atlanta. We shouldn't even been in the playoffs. So that was it. That was a layup for us. We knew we were going to yeah. win that game. So, yeah. anyways, it's uh, hey, but motivation. It. It's amazing how people can get motivated in stupid little things like that. Yeah, and whether and whether they it. were real or not, I don't know. But it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. if it was real or not. It worked yeah. for you. It was, yeah, it did. It was inspiration, John. It was inspiration. That's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. guys. Thank you, Thank Charlie. You. Well, I was fired. Up. <laughs> Have a great fourth. When I heard weekend. that, I was fired up. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> Some guys get, I mean. You were I, so I, fired up, you screwed up the punt at the end of the right. game. <laughs> See, the problem is those are the times when, you know, I, there's there's certain points in the season, and I, I would say there's probably maybe a, a dozen of them um, out of the maybe 70 or 80 of the kicks that I have to do during the season, guys, that really come down to you really got to execute this kick, like, ultimately. Because if you're in a close game, into the half, into the, you know, where you get, you're backed up, you know, you get a bad kick and, you know, these guys come down, you're up two points or something. And you, you know, this is when the punter can cost you a game. Um, or you kick it right to Deshaun Jackson like Matt Dodge did. But and very rarely does it come on the punter that you lose the game. But, but there are certain situations during the season that that happens. You know, it's very easy and quantifiable for when you have the field goal kicker. You either make it or you miss it to win the game or lose the game. You know, so uh, it's, those are the pressure, pressure situations that it comes about. And you got to, you know, you, live, you practice those. You practice those situations during the yeah. week, and hopefully they never come up. <laughs> By the way, before we get to um, to Barkley, I was surprised. I got some feedback on Twitter yesterday, and Len called up too. Mm-hmm. And they said, boy, Daniel Jones better hit the marks you set, or this season's going to go terribly. And I'm like, hold on a second. Wait, wait, time out. I set my over-unders. If Daniel Jones finishes the season, all right, I'm going to go— I'm, this is under on all the categories, all right? If he finishes the season with 4,000 passing yards— 
a 63.5 completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's a good year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what people are expecting here. Like, do they think the Giants are going to be a top-five offense? Like, well, they if, might if, be with those numbers. If Jones finishes <laughs> with 4,000 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, that's a really good year. Like, I don't, I don't know why people are, like, poo-pooing that year. That is an excellent season for a quarterback. Those numbers will work as long as there's a balanced running game to go with it. Well, if they I, well, don't have much of a running game, then those passing numbers aren't going to get them double-digit wins. Right, but, I mean, based on how last season went, I think it's safe to assume they're going to have a semblance of a running game, right? I certainly believe so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm optimistic. Yeah, and I think the, the interceptions and fumbles, those are those two, those could be a big factor as far as some of these other things too. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. the, the, yeah I mean, some of the you know quarterbacks get some interceptions that aren't their fault. They have sometimes they got to throw the hail mary, they get an interception. You know, so I mean, I think that when those turnovers come, and how those would equate to wins or losses are, is very very important. So we'll see. We just hope that both those categories are under what we're saying. And, John, to be frank with you, optimistically speaking, and I don't think it's a reach to think that the Giants could be a top 10 offense and top 10 defense this year. I just I don't think that's a reach. Right. I'm sorry, but, I just don't. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a reach. I'm just saying that would be a really good result. And I don't know why people are saying, well, if they don't reach that standard, that means it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a little strong, no? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's go to Saquon. And that would be a, a huge jump, by the way, from going from 31st to, like, 8th. That's, mm. well, that's I'm, a I'm pretty they, epic jump. I'm thinking they could tickle somewhere between 9 and 12. I think it's, I think it's possible with the amount of talent that they've brought in on, on that side of the ball – with the anticipated improvement of Jones and of the line. Like I said, I think that's the high water mark. Yes. I don't think they're going to get higher than that. But could they be 9, 10, 11, 12? I don't think that's totally out of the question. No, I don't think it's impossible. But I think if you want to be a, have a reasonable thing, I think a good reasonable expectation well, is 15, somewhere. 15, 16? Yeah. Thir- you know, 13 to 16. Something yeah, like that, right? I think that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. probably much more like it. Now, that you're assuming your defense is going to hold up like it did last year. We don't know that to be a fact. Things change from year to year, but we'll see. Anyway, all right, I want to move on to Saquon Barkley here, guys. All right, so we only did five categories for him. We're going to start with rushing yards. We kept it simple. Over-under, Saquon Barkley, 1,400 rushing yards. Which one do you gentlemen like to go first? Um, I'll go first. Sure. I'll go first. What do you got? Um, I, you know, I think this is a really good number because of the things that we spoke about earlier about maybe the the reemergence of a running game that's going to happen. I, the thing that scares me is that is Saquon going to be ready for those first couple weeks of the season? And, you know, if and if he's not, then now we're talking about 15 games. Well, we, we are we are assuming a 17-game season for him. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm, I apologize. Um, so, well, basically, I, so basically what we will do then, we can even, like we did with Jones, we did passing yards per game, right? Yeah. 1,400 rushing yards per game equates to 82 rushing yards <clears throat> per game. So we can use that as the benchmark instead. 82 rushing yards per game. Okay. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go under with that number. I think that's really high, but that's just me. Okay. Und- Paul? Yeah, I'll go under too because even though I think it's certainly pos- possible, plausible, and, and hopeful that he will play the full 17 – 
uh, I'm thinking he'll be on a pitch count for the first month. And the pitch count is going to lower those those totals. Fair enough. Let's go to yards per carry. By the way, you guys? I was you guys, I yeah. was over on that. Lance was under, so I'm okay. the lone wolf on over lone 1,400 yardage yards there. But you're right. The in, I I I was going in assuming he was going to be good to go, and maybe I'm going to be wrong about that. In which case, I'm I'm probably going to be sunk here. But that was, that that was my presumption going into this. Well, All right. good to go is fine, John. But if he gets only 11 carries in in the first game, you right. know what I mean? That I, that kind of is the the gray area. When I say good to go, though, I mean ready to be Saquon Barkley, not okay. be on a pitch cap. But no, also, I, you know, I think you guys make fair points. I can't argue with those. And in 18, he had 1,307. Right. Um, so, you know, you add another game in there at the 80-something yard average, so that's going to be close. You're still going to be under the 14-whatever it was. Right. 82 yards per game would be the benchmark yep. there. All right, yards per carry. We put it at 4.82. 4.82. No, but you, you know what? Take it no, out seriously. More decimals. <laughs> Lance and I had a protracted conversation of exactly yes. where to put this, so that's that's where we landed. Oh my! Well, goodness. I will tell you this: without knowing that number, my 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 number was four point eight. I did not go to the next desk to the next point. So, but at four point eight was my number. Now there um, were just for the record, there were fifteen running backs la- or fifteen players last year that finished with a rushing average of over four point eight two. However. A bunch of these guys had a fairly small sample size. Mm-hmm. Damian Harris, New England. Gus Edwards, Baltimore. Raheem Mostert, San Francisco. You also had a couple quarterbacks in Miles Sanders, Philadelphia. You also had a couple quarterbacks in the mix. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. So of like full-time, every-down running backs that I would consider that, all you had in this group were, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, if you want to consider him, though he only had 805 rushing yards. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, who was also a timeshare, and Jonathan Taylor. So a tough number to reach. Dalvin Cook was at 499, just under five yards per carry. Alvin Kamara was at 498. Chris Carson at 483. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I am going to go i got to go a tick under. Mine is four point eight. I'm gonna you know, I would I'm would win at four point eight. Um, and I, I'm going to do that because I feel he's got some big playability where he's going to get some, you know, one of those big chunk, couple chunk big plays, 40 yards, 50 yard runs, and so it'll bring his average up a little bit. So that's I will do under um, the 4.82. Okay. That you put on. There. Now the good thing for this Paul is that if he's on a pitch count, that does not impact yards per carry. Right. That is true. But the number screaming at me is 4.6, so oh, I have to okay. go under also. Which was he? What's what he was in 19, 2019. 4.6. So we have three unders. Lance, Dettino, Figos all under. I went over at 4.82. All right. Receiving yards, Saquon Barkley. We put this over under. We struggle with this because he's had two very different years in terms of that. There's also a lot more weapons this year. Uh, you know, we struggled in pass protection. Will he be on the field for every third down? These are all questions we don't know the answer to. So we put the receiving yard over under number at 460. Four hundred and sixty. Okay, Datino, why don't we start with you? Four hundred and sixty receiving yards for Shepard. No, Sterling. No, for Saquon Barkley. Oh, for Saquon Barkley. I'm sorry, I I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Last uh, year, by the way, or I should give you his um, I should give you his career stats here for Saquon. As a rookie, he had that ridiculous ninety-one yeah. catches for seven twenty-one. Oh, I know. In twenty nineteen, he had fifty-two I catches know. for four hundred and thirty-eight. I know. 
Um, I, I'll, I'm going to say he comes up a little bit short. Uh, I, I do think that you know he'll get enough of opportunities, uh, but it, 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 there's not going to be enough. Again, if I'm assuming a pitch count for the first month of the season, the overall number is going to be affected a little bit. So I will go a tad under that. Okay, Jeff. Um, I think that Kadarius Tony will will bite into this a little bit. Yes, yep. So did Lance and I. We agree he can. with you. And for that reason, I will go under. Um, my number was 50 catches at 420. So we were pretty close. <laughs> that is pretty good. All right. So all of us went under on receiving yards. All right. Let's go um, receptions. We put it at 57 and a half. Okay. Well, I 57 just gave you 57 and a half. So Jeff's going to go under on that. Paul, are you under that for pitch count as well? Yeah, I'll go under it okay. by, by a little bit. Okay. You know. All four of us were under on that as well. All right. Finally, rushing touchdowns. We put the over-under here at 10 and a half. Ten and a half rushing touchdowns for Saquon Barkley. Now, Paul, uh, remember, you went under on Jones's touchdown, so that tells me you might be thinking about over here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm certainly thinking about the Giants running the ball in a hell of a lot more than they have. <laughs> but, I, but I do think that 11 is, is a bit high. Ten and a I half, could, I, right? I, Well, I well could he, see- he has to get to 11 for Paul to win on the over. Right, right. right. And I, I just don't see him touching the over. So I have to go under. Okay, Jeff? My number was eight, so I will go under. Um, I, I think that's I, – I like my number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <being> All right. <laughs> so we have, we have four unders on the rushing yeah. touchdowns. I don't know why I just do. I like well, eight. Well, you, you wore number 18, so you yeah, could go so 18. If I, would like, I would like him to have 18. <laughs> All right, let's go wide receivers, boys, and tight ends. I will let you choose, Mr. Detino, what player we go to first. Well, why don't we go to uh, Kyle Rudolph? Kyle, okay, we'll go tight ends first. Okay, we'll go Kyle Rudolph first. All right, Lance and I put his over under. Do you want to do receptions or passing receiving yards first? Take catches. Catches. We put his over under at 43 and a half. Wow. That's a lot. Wow, it is. I was thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of 38. So I'll go under. Yeah. I was actually thinking less than that. I was going to go at right around 30. So I'm going to go under there too. Lance convinced me to make this number higher. Uh, I don't remember, to be honest with you. But all three of us went under. Lance went over. On this one for Kyle Rudolph at forty three and a half receiving yards, we put. Can him I at- tell you why? Yeah, please go ahead. I have a feeling that Daniel Jones is going to fall in love with this guy uh, because if I'm a quarterback, Wait, since, or shouldn't you go over then? Well, no, I'm saying I, I think this is why I think that I that no, I'm not going to go over because I I'm I'm going <laughs> no, I'm saying You're killing you could, me. Okay, let me back up. I, I think that who went who went over? Okay, Lance so you're went saying over? this would be the argument for the person that would go over is what That's you're right. saying. Okay, yeah. okay, go ahead. Because I feel like if I'm going over in this category, which I'm not, I think that when you have Kyle Rudolph, who does not drop passes, is a veteran, and he's going to be really good in this offense, that's probably why you would go over in this situation, right? That's what I'm thinking. But I still think that Evan Ingram is your guy. He's younger. He's faster. Or – if you think Ingram's going to miss a game or two. Well, he did good that. He did something last year that kept him on the field. Maybe yep. he can do it this year. And by the way, I know it will do it for him. Contract. That's how right. do it. All right. So <laughs> let's go Kyle Rudolph. 430 receiving yards. 430 receiving yards. Paul? Wow. 
430. So if I'm going to get him for 38 catches, which I, I think can, is a pretty I, solid number. How many yards per catch do you think he's going to have? Well, that you know, we're, we're talking Ten. a little bit under a dozen, right? That's a little under a dozen a catch. Well, I could do that math for you right now. So 38.5 if you want to do around. Between 11 and 12, I'm sure. If you want to do 11 and a half yards per catch, that would get you to 442. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's going to nudge himself just over that. Okay. Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go way under. I'm going to tell you that he doesn't get more than 350 yards. Woo! Okay. Me and Jeff went under on this category. Paul and Lance went over. I'm with Jeff. I think he's going to be your short yardage possession receiver. I don't think he's going to be. I could see his yards per catch being under 10, to be mm. honest with you. That wouldn't oh, shock me. I hope me. not, because then that means he's going to be Caden Smith. And that's that's not good. He oh, needs not, to be more of a downfield threat. Not well. I think Ingram's the downfield threat in the tight end group, but I think this is where he pays dividends. Mm-hmm. Touchdown catches. Ah, we put his, okay. What do you got? We put his over under at four and a half. Too high. Two for me. Under. Okay. I think he's a red zone threat. Lance and I both went over this number. He's definitely a red zone threat, but so is Galladay. Uh huh. <laughs> so is Ingram. Nasi, but Ingram hasn't been the last couple of years, Jeff. That's the trick. Yeah. Nah, nah. You, if you're going to throw it to the tight end down there, you're going to have to throw it to Rudolph. But the question is, uh, how many do you run in, which I'm counting on a lot of? Oh, not as many. You only said, what, you went under on Barkley? Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but I'm also thinking that, that Galladay is going to, be, uh, going to be taking up a bunch of those. Okay, we can, we'll, so we'll get four, to him shortly. Four, you know, John, I really like four. I think you got a good number there. That, this is the hardest one you've asked me so far because I really like four for, for Rudolph. So I will, I will say over. Okay, three overs and under for there. That's good. All right, cool. Um, make sure that's good. Okay, let's go to the other tight end, Evan Ingram. We put his over-under for receptions at 65. 65. Last year in 16 games, he had 63. With the extra game, we bumped it up a couple of catches, and we hope he doesn't have as many drops. So we put him at 65 for the year. Jeff, why don't you lead us off there? Oh, it's a good one. That's a really good one. My number was 60. Um, I feel like... The reason I went with the 60 number is that there's going to be a little bit more spread the wealth, if you will, with some of these other receivers. And so he may not get the targets. Uh, we Hopefully he gets the receptions. But I'm going to go low. So I'm going to go 60. Um, but the number was 65. That, that's going to be close. Okay. It's going to be close. Under but, for Jeff. How about yep. you, Paul? Oh, I've got under also. I'll, I'll say low 50s. Lance and I both had under two for the same reason that Jeff described. Rudolph do you think, do you think that it. they're in the 50s or 60s, John? I think he'll be around 60 flat. Okay. Yeah. I, again, assuming he plays all 17 games. Okay. That'd be my guess. All right. Receiving yards. We put him at 685. Ooh. 685. <laughs> Last year he finished with 654. Yeah. I have him at 650. That's the number I came up with. So I'll stick with it and say under. And I'll go under also. Okay, so all four of us went under on the yardage there. Touchdowns, we did three. Over under of three. Well, I had four. So, um, Snibbles one in than uh, what you're saying. <laughs> so, I'm going to go over. This is going to be a really interesting category for everyone. 
the, the wide receivers, the, the tight ends, the running backs, even the quarterback as these touchdowns and who's getting them. And uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out sooner or later, maybe the first quarter of the season and how this offense is going to be designed uh, differently than it was last year because you know, guys, they've got to score points. <laughs> it's it's got to be a point of emphasis. They have got to put some touchdowns on the board. And, you know, maybe one of these guys goes off and maybe Evan Ingram gets two and Kyle Rudolph gets nine. I don't know. So we'll see. I'll go under. Okay. So we have um, three overs and one under for Ingram. All right, what, Jeff, I'll let you pick the wide receiver we go to first. Well, uh, let's go with our prize possession in the free agency. Let's go with uh, Galladay. Receptions. We put him at 70. Woo. 70 for, Kev, for Kenny Galladay. Okay. Do you want me to start, Paul? Yeah, go ahead. I have him under. <laughs> you sound so depressed. Oh, I have him under. I have my number was sixty five, John. Okay. So I will go under here. Um he's definitely gonna get the mother load um of more than any of them. So but uh I like the number. Six six five for me. Okay, so Jeff goes under and just so people understand uh, his last full season in Detroit in 2019, he had 65 in 16 games. He had 70 catches in 15 games in 2018. And last season, of course, was was lost due to injury. Mm-hmm. Paul? He'll be in the low 70s, so I'll go over. Okay, Lance and I were split on this. Paul, I'm with you. I went just over as well, and Lance went under with Jeff. Now, receiving yards for Mr. Galladay. We went 1,200 flat. 1,200 flat. So if you do the math, by the way, we put the over-under of receptions at 70 for 1,200 receiving yards. That means he would have averaged 17 yards per catch, which would put him right in line with his career average of 16.8. John, do the math for me. 15.5 at 64 gives you what? 64 times 15.5, only 992. That's That's a little low, Jeff. Yeah, and so those are the numbers I came up with. Um, but 990 is a little bit low to me. I, I see him getting over 1,000, but I think it's going to be lower than the one, the over-under number at 12. Okay. What was it? 1,200 flat. 1,200 yeah, 12 flat. Yeah. All right, so Jeff's going under, Mr. Dettino. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be just a shade under. All right, so we got three unders there from Lance, Dettino, and Fiegels. I went over on Galladay. I think he's going to be a big-time target this Would year. Would love it to be over, John. Heck yeah. Be fun. Now, this is his, here's a fun one. Receiving touchdowns for Kenny Galladay. Red zone master. We put the over-under at eight and a half. Eight and a half. He had 11 in 2019 for Detroit. He had five the previous year in 2018. <clears throat> I'm going to go under. My number I had is six. This Lance convinced me to make this number higher. I had it closer to seven or seven and a half on my original number I wanted to do, but Lance convinced me to make it higher. I got nine, so I'll go over. All right, another two and two split. I like it. Jeff and Schmelk both go under. Lance and Detino both go over eight and a half. Paul, I'll let you select the next receiver we do. Oh, why don't we go with uh, Slate? All right, Darius Slayton. Receptions or yards first, Paul? We do receptions first, right? Yeah, sure. All right, Lance and I put his over-under. We decided to keep this very simple. In his first year in the NFL, Darius Slayton had 48 catches. In his second year in the NFL, Darius Slayton had 50 catches. (laughs) So we made his over-under 49. 
<laughs> He's very consistent. <laughs> Paul, uh, over under 49. Yeah. Or do you want Jeff to go first while you ponder? No, you know, uh, here's the funniest thing about it. As we've been going through this, very rarely have I actually, like, immediately had a number pop into my head. But the second that you started to talk about Slayton, the number that popped into my head without even looking at his stats, because I, I, I don't have the guy's individual stats in front of me, 48 was the number that came up <laughs> in my head. That's great. <laughs> I love it. That means I picked a good number. Well, it, it's it's sick. It's, it's, it's uh, you know... So I guess I'll have to go just a tad under, won't I? You said 49 or 50? Yep, I said 49. Yeah, so I got, I've got to go under. Yeah, I'm going to go 46 was my number. Um, so I, I think that one thing about Darius Lane, he is very consistent, and um, whether he's in or out of the lineup. Um, but I think that if he can stay healthy, he'll be a good good target for Daniel Jones. But I, I think that that's a hot – I'm going to say – listen, I, I, I wouldn't – I, it would surprise me if he went barely over that, John, but I'm going to stick with under. Yeah, Lance and I think Galladay's addition probably hurts Slayton more than yeah. it does the yeah. other guys on the roster at the position. He has more deep speed than Galladay, but they're both outside receivers. They're both downfield threats. So yeah. that was our thoughts there. We both went under. Receiving yards, 745 in his first year. Darius Slayton had 740 receiving yards in his second year. He had 751. <laughs> so he cut it down the middle and came up with 745. Mr. Fiegels, why don't we start with you? All right. Well, I had 46 receptions at 13 and a half yards a carry. That gave me 625. Yep. So you're an easy under then. So I'm an easy under. Okay. And yeah. that, by the way, that would be a way, <clears throat> excuse me, that would be way, <clears throat> wow, something in my throat, way under for his yards per catch, which has been between 15 and 15 and a half mm -hmm. his first two years. So yeah, gonna be I'll, I'll go a just bit. a shade under, John. I'm not as confident as uh, Jeff that it'll be too low, but but I think it'll be a shade under. All right, so we got four unders on both of those. That's depressing. It's like, like the price is right. I could have said one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's six, one yard less than what the number is. It's still lower, so right. who cares? Yep. Right. For touchdowns, he had eight as a rookie, three last year. We put his over-under at four and a half. That's a good number. I went over. Lance went under. I'm under. I'm at three. You're right, Jeff. Your numbers are a little conservative on a lot of these receivers. So somebody's going to outperform. It's just a matter of who. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going like, to go under, too. All right, so we got three unders there, and I'm the only over at four and a half. Listen, Galladay is like that shiny new toy, that car, you know, like, whoa, okay, we're going we're gonna to turn this thing on and see, let it run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, Shepard or Tony next? Let's go, Shep. All right, let's go, Shep. We put his over on there on receptions. It's 67 and a half, 67 and a half. Um, if you look back at his career, he's been pretty consistent, to be quite honest with you. Last year, he had 66 catches. The year before that, he had 57, but in just 10 games. 66 the year before that in 16 games. And last year, his 66 came in just 12. But we figured there might be a little bit of a, you know, competition for more targets so That's we put right. his over under at 67 and a half okay i'll go paul i i i agree with you with you know you're gonna have to these guys are gonna have to really they're gonna share the receptions and so all these guys numbers are going to be down except for the fact that i think Galladay will be you know he's going to get the what is it the mother load but i'm gonna go i have shep at 45 receptions i know that's really low 
But what's wow? What, and it, well, here's the thing, guys. Oh, you know what? I can't do this. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to base it on him playing 17 games. Okay. So, um, what was the number? 50. Uh, 67 and a half. Uh, okay. I'm still gonna go lower than that. So yeah, I'm gonna go under. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the 50s too, Jeff. So yeah. I have to go under as well. Lance okay. and I both went over on this. Believe it or not. I also so. feel like I also feel like Kadarius playing some slot. You know, he's going to take a little away from Shepard, maybe. You know, so we'll see. All right. Okay. Sewing Shepard receiving yards. We did 735, which equates to 43 receiving yards per game. It's not a lot. Just 43 receiving yards per game. We'll put him at 735. It's funny because when you say it that way. It, it seems very realistic. Well, think about it, too. 67 catches, right? If you do the math on that, Jeff, that's just four catches a game. Yeah. yeah. Just four. It's not a lot. I know it's not, but I just I, – and I don't like to say this, but I, I don't think – it's just this – unfortunately, the rules are the rules, so we have to go by 17 games. But you know what I'm saying. I, I just don't – I do. You can go happen. under if you like. I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm going to go under on everything for Shep. I really do. Okay. Paulie Dots? Yeah, under. All right, touchdown catches, three and a half. Oh, wow, I had three. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to go over for Shepard on the touchdowns um, just because. Just because. I like it. How about you, Paul? <laughs> yeah, you see, isn't it funny? I was thinking four myself. All right, so Paul goes okay. over. Okay. Very good. So that's split. Lance and I both went under on Shepard for touchdowns. You guys both went over. All right, final player, final group of categories, Kadarius Tony, Paul, this is going to be hard. We put his over on the run catches at 40 flat. Hmm. 40 flat. See, the, 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 the variable here, and you guys, I'm sure, talked about it yesterday, is, um, you know, what are they going to do with him in terms of those circle screens and wide receiver screens? Yep. Because I think if you're strictly thinking about downfield stuff, He's probably going to be under. But then you've got these little junk plays, the gadgets, and the uh, the little shovel passes which go down as receptions. So I'm going to say he nudges over that. 40. Um, it's going to be close, but I'll say he nudges over 40. I, I'm going to go under. Um, he's a rookie. I know he's a first-rounder, but he's still young. He's still learning. I think they might hand the ball off more to him than we think. Um, so that will cut down on some of his receptions. Obviously, this is just all whatever, but <laughs> I'm going to go under. Good number, though, 40. That's that's kind of – that's very obtainable. Lance but, and I both went under. And, Jeff, you said you went under on that or over? Yeah, All under. right, so Paul's the only over. And I think a big part of this, too, and Paul is right, on those jet sweeps, are they going to be handoffs or are they going to be pitches forward, yeah. <laughs> which could change the the calculation right. here a little yep. bit? That you could get as as many as what eight, nine of those during the course of the season. Oh, that yeah. is going to totally throw your number out of whack. Right. That and that and that's what makes it tough. Receiving yards, we went five hundred. Mm -hmm. Well, there's going to be some big plays in there. You I just think know so it too, and. But, but there's, also, there's also going to be a lot of, like, no-game plays, though, yeah. too, right? Because if yeah. some of those screens are going to just not work, it happens. And, one, and once again, I, I think you gotta, you got you to gotta share here. <laughs> you know, not, you, all these guys Sharing have to. Sharing is caring. <laughs> um, 500 to me is a little too high. Uh, I'm going to go under. I think he'll be in the threes, maybe 
you know, mid-force, somewhere in there. Okay. High three is mid-force. I'll say he just gets over, and the reason I'm going to go there is because I just think that uh, to get him, we know what a great route runner he is, and we know he's got tremendous quicks and jukeability. When you consider that, any chance he gets to have some space, which is going to be obviously their primary objective, get yeah. him the ball in space when you get it to him. I could, I'm telling you right now, I can see Tony busting at least five or six 50-yard plays, if not more. Big, big plays. I'm not talking about 20 or 30-yarders. I'm talking about busting some 50, 60-yarders. I think he's going to have a handful of them. And so, as you so know, that's as, why I'm going to go up. As John's been saying, Lance has Lance talked me into this number. I, you just talked me into going switching mine. I'm going to go over here Ooh. just for that reason. I, I feel like you're right. I think there's going to be five or six to seven big big plays from this guy. I can't wait. This I'm really excited to watch this guy play football. It's just going to be fun to have you know your little you know joystick guy out there. It's going to be really really cool that that's kind of what i like to call him too jeff a joystick guy i think yeah. that's i think that's a great way to put it i've been calling him that too in some of my written pieces i think that's a great way to put it uh-huh. all right and i think this is the this was a lot of fun because lance and i had a long talk about this and a lot of this is how the touchdowns are going to happen because this is only receiving touchdowns right this is not rushing touchdowns yeah we put his receiving touchdowns at four and a half because we figure between the big plays and some trickery stuff inside the 10 He'll probably get a decent amount of looks for scores. But how much will he be on the field for these plays? So we put him at four and a half. All right. Those receiving. So um, I'm trying to think of it as more like how many touchdowns do I think that he'll score just, you know, all together. And to me, it's maybe six. But where are they going to come? If they split them down the middle for me, it's three and three. Uh, I think half of rushing might be a little bit strong. Yeah. I, okay. Four and two. Yeah, maybe. that might be right. Four, four receiving. Um. So the number was what, John? Four and a half. <laughs> Under. There you I go. got five. All right. So Paul's over. All right. That was fun. Any of these numbers? Leave it this way. Which one of these guys do you think is going to be the most fascinating for you to watch throughout the year to see where they come in with the numbers. Obviously, Jones is the most important guy. We know that. But who's the guy that you think is most interesting where you really aren't sure how it's going to go? I'll start. To, to me, it's Kadarius Tony. I, I, I know we know what Galladay does. He has a history. You know, he's an outstanding football player. He's really good. Uh, the unknown here to me is how they're going to use Tony. When they're going to use him and how he's going to do is just going to be – I'm infatuated with it. I think because the Giants have just not had – we have not had this – what's the word I'm looking for? This piece to the puzzle, if you will. Versatile weapon. That, that, and by the way, we're not mentioning anything in the return games in this stuff. So I think this is this – is, this, that's my guy. Kadarius Tony, I think, is the one that intrigues me the most. Yeah, I think, I think when you use those kinds of adjectives, Tony's got to be the guy – now, if you're asking me which guy am I most excited about, it's Galladay. Sure, uh, I sure. love skyscraping wide receivers. You guys know that. They've been a favorite of mine forever. Yeah. And so I'm just absolutely ecstatic to see another skyscraper in that room. So so Galladay, for me, is the one that I just can't wait to see. But in terms of most intriguing and most interesting, that would have to be Tony because the, the puzzle pieces of how they're going to deploy him – just become fascinating for me it's Barkley just because of his health mm-hmm. I yeah. think how effective he's going to be and how soon he's going to be that effective 
I think will be really interesting to see. And I think that is going to be, look, they're counting on him to be like one of the big play guys. And if he's not, even if he's out there, but he's not himself where he's that big play guy, that's an impact. So I think how he's going to come out and be how effective he's going to be earlier in the year is a big deal. So I, to me, I think that's the most interesting thing for me. You know John, what, John? If Barkley, I'm sorry, Jeff. If no, go ahead. Barkley, if Barkley performs at a level that he did in his second season, when he spent most of that schedule uh, going on a sprained ankle. Okay, so 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 you're thinking if he plays like high ankle sprain, Saquon. That that to me is fine. Okay, I'll sign up for that today. He does not have to be rookie Saquon. Yeah. If he could be sprained ankle Saquon, if that's, if that's the level. No, I'm, I'm just, no, no, I, know. I, I totally get what no, you're saying. If you that's say the level that he gives them this year, sign me up for it today. Now, the whole year, or do you think he'll become rookie Saquon at some point? Well, perhaps he does, uh, you know, later on at some point late in the season. But I'm saying for the whole. Like, if, if you said to me right now, pencil in Saquon's year two stats by the end of the season, I would sign up for that today. I really would. Overall I'd be very stats, satisfied. Yes, I think I think that's probably fair. What I was going to say is, and I hope this happens, I hope somebody sits down Saquon and says to him, listen, you look at our roster, look what we did in, in the in the offseason, free agency, through the draft. We got some guys, we got some playmakers here. So I don't want you to think that you have to win this the game every single time you touch the football just stay within yourself there's going to be the big plays but we we need you long long term right we need to have you the whole season and let some of these other guys make some plays they're going to make some plays don't feel like you have to do all of it because i feel like when saquon got here everybody was like who else is there there is nobody else it's yeah. saquon barkley so let's realize it let's let's share the wealth a little bit here and let some of these other guys make some plays you don't have to win the games for us you don't have to do it. Just go out there and be Saquon, and we'll be okay with that. And maybe that's the maybe that's the high ankle sprain Saquon that Paul's talking about. <laughs> and by the way, I'll, I'll add to that, Jeff, because I think you make a great, great point. I agree with you 100%. Maybe they can convince him to stay within the X's and O's of the plays a little bit then, too. You know, instead of trying to break right. it outside north to gain and south, 20 right? yards, get your six-yard gain up the middle. That's fine. And the big plays will still come. Guys that run between the tackles just because guys miss tackles, you know, they're, you scheme something up well, you get good blocking, you'll still get those big plays if you just follow the direction of the play. So I think mm-hmm. I'm with you. If you do those two things, I think it'll be a better thing for Saquon and a better thing for the team. Well, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. Gentlemen, enjoy your 4th of July weekend. It was a pleasure as always. You too, you John. Too, you too, Paul. Enjoy. Yep. Everybody take uh, say, have a very safe holiday weekend. Yes, be careful. just a reminder for the folks that missed it at the beginning, we are off on Friday and Monday, so we'll be back on Tuesday for four days. And then the week after that, I am off again, and we'll do more of those uh, opponent previews before we get much closer to training camp as we get closer to the uh, 2021 season getting kicked off with the Hall of Fame game in Canton. Don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giant Suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com suites for more information. For Paul Dottino, for Jeff Eagles, I am John Schmelk. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live.